Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This podcast is supported in part by the Bertha Foundation. This episode of Irrational Fear is recorded on the land of the Darawal people. Sovereignty was never ceded. We need a treaty. Let's start the show. Irrational Fear contains naughty words like Brexit, Canberra, Fair Dickum, and Section 40. Irrational Fear recommends listening by immature audiences. Good morning, everyone. I'm Alan Jones. Dan Illich has invited me to host the end-of-year show for A Rational Fear, as my own show, QLAN, was too popular and crashed the internet after three minutes of streaming. Oh, God. You know who else crashed after three minutes of my streaming? Jeliah Gillard. Now, this show is dedicated to the most important people in the country, the sponsors of A Rational Fear. We'll celebrate them all in this very special episode. The highs, the lows, and me in between. This is genuinely cash for comment. A Rational Fear! Let's kick it off with a message from my very dear friend and close personal tuber, Peter Dutton. Ho, ho, ho. Peter Dutton here, wishing you and your family a Merry Christmas and reminding you that just like Santa Claus, I'm keeping a list of who is naughty and nice. Previously, if you were an Australian citizen and you made a joke about a minister, for instance, I don't know, looking like a potato, there was no way ASIO could legally tap your phone or jingle your bell. But as of today, ASIO can be my own personal elf on a shelf and I can spy on anyone I want, foreign or Australian, or Australian that looks a bit foreign, or worse, the leader of the Greens. So, if you're going to make certain jokes about certain ministers, remember, potatoes have eyes, and they can see when you are sleeping, and they know when you're awake. (laughs) Just consider yourself lucky that Santa Claus isn't coming by boat. (laughs) Ho, ho, ho. Authorised, unopposed by Peter Dutton, Canberra. Thank you, Peter. What a warm, kind, and dare I say, jolly man. Next up is another jolly fellow, the President of the United States of America's alternative reality, Donald Trump. Here he is writing a letter to fake incoming President Joe Biden way back on January 26th. 
Dear Joe, as your senile, I will write this letter slowly. As I leave the White House with my wife and her lookalikes, I reflect on my time here as a career highlight, up there with when I played a successful hotel owner in Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Even though you had the highest amount of votes in U.S. history, I had the second highest, and second is better than first. Just as two is higher than one. That's just a fact. Look it up. So with that in mind, congratulations on pulling off a hoax election and undermining the country. I doth my red cap your way and have chosen to write this letter in my finest crayon. You have ruined democracy in ways I could only dream, and I usually only dream of the hamburger, but as a chick with big tatas. It has been an honor being the president of a country that would allow me to be president. Sincerely, Donald J. Trump. P.S. Follow me on parlor. P.P.S. Actually don't follow me on parlor. Ah, good on you, Donald. From the President of the USA to the President of Australia, Rupert Murdoch was awarded a Lifetime Achievement Award back in January for how many lives he's managed to suck the blood out of to stay alive himself. Ah, well done, Rupert. Good evening, paying subscriber. Rupert Murdoch here, saying thanks for my Lifetime Achievement Award. It fills me with enthusiasm for my final days of planetary destruction until I die. Well, let me tell you, I'm far from done. I've ruined democracies in the UK, the USA and Australia, but there's still pansy little democratic countries around the world that have yet to be torn apart by my lieutenants. Defenseless little New Zealand, I'm looking at you. Uh, There's a real movement to silence conservatism, which is why my thousands of publications, TV networks and radio stations are home to them. And let's not forget MySpace, the future of the internet. Once Facebook and Google are taxed into submission, you'll need an account. You can even put me in your top five friends, if you like. To young people, I say, do what I do. Try to destroy everything before you die, leaving behind a husk of a planet that looks just like my heart. Oh, and uh, buy the Daily Telegraph or the Herald Sun. Confidential this week is particularly sexy, believe me. Rupert Murdoch will be back in just a moment to explain why the federal government is forcing big tech players like Google and Facebook to pay media proprietors for their content. And why wouldn't they? Listening to me talk about how many immigrants shouldn't be allowed into the country is premium stuff. But before that, here is a message from Bill Gates on why you should take a dump on Google. Hello, I'm Bill Gates, former Microsoft founder and CEO, now full-time boomer with too many resources at hand. And when I'm not plotting to vaccinate the world with the latest antivirus, I'm using Bing. Bing almost works as great as Google. That's why over 6% of the world trust Bing to find what they're looking for. Say you want to find the best coffee shop near you. All you have to do is go to www.bing.com and type in Spanish Civil War. And Bing! The best coffee shops will appear on your screen. And say you want to read all the latest news on your phone. Just download the Bing app and hit the latest news tab. And Bing, you can binge all the latest news on the Costa Concordia shipwreck. You know, with the departure of Google from Australia, my old friends at Microsoft are ready to make Bing relevant to Australia as Australia is relevant to the world. Bing! 
Oh, and uh, this has nothing to do with the rumors of me trying to inject you with 5G nanobots. Just try to search for it on Bing. It doesn't exist. Bing! 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 Ha 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 Good on you, Bill. As February rolls around, so does all things budgets. And to celebrate, here is something very, very special and strange. Frydenberg Industries and Audible presents economic measures as you've never heard them before. From his hermetically sealed home studio in the Southern Highlands, Robbie McGregor, Australia's most well-known, sexiest voice, okay, ready, says the words "stimulus package" for three sexy hours. Stimulus package. Stimulus package. Stimulus package. Stimulus package. Stimulus package. Stimulus package. Ride the wave of fiscal foreplay. Stimulus package. Stimulus package. Stimulus package. Stimulus package. To economic eroticism. Stimulus package. Oh, stimulus package. Stimulus package. Ride the Dow Jones bull all the way until his bubble bursts. Stimulus package. Stimulus package. Stimulus package. Oh, stimulus package. Frydenberg's stimulus package is guaranteed to get everyone excited. Except for freelancers, migrants and casual workers. If you use the offer code hashtag fuckfreelancers, get a 20-minute bonus of Robbie McGregor saying the words quantitative easing. Quantitative easing. Quantitative easing. Frydenberg's stimulus package is available to download from the Audible store now. If you're registered for GST. Oh, stimulus Package. <laughs> I've got no idea what that was. It was like living through a Labour government. We're doing a recap of the 2021 sponsors of Irrational Fear. And thank God the Coalition is here to govern the only effective way we know how. Press conferences. Stand by for an announcement about announcements from the Commonwealth of Australia. The federal government has secured a COVID-19 vaccine for all Australians. Is what we hope you picked up from the news this week. We haven't yet, but we announced it. How good would that be? Just like the $2 billion National Bushfire Recovery Fund that only existed in your brain the moment we announced it. Now that's science. And not to mention getting the arts industry back on their feet with a coronavirus stimulus package that we haven't delivered. That was a really good announcement. We did it ages ago. Guy Sebastian was there and he looked sad. The federal government announcing things because doing things is the state's responsibility. Spoken by Rupert Degas. My soul is being crushed because I have to read these ads to stay alive regardless of my own political opinion. Oh, the pandemic. Remember that? Gosh, more like plandemic. I feel stronger than ever. And you know who else is? My good friend, Jerry Harvey. Oh! It's the Harvey Norman swimming in money sale. There's so much money, we're drowning in it. Profits up 116%. Sales up by $462 million. As a bonus, we're keeping JobKeeper. That's right, $22 million from the government to help struggling businesses during the pandemic, the only thing we're struggling to do is find space to put all this excess cash. $22 million. Tax-free. Interest-free. No cash back. The savings are huge at Harvey Norman. 
If you me, Jerry Harvey. It's the Harvey Norman Swimming in Money Sale. All cash has got to stay, stay, stay. Oh, good on you, Jerry. He's a goer, that one. Remember the first time the pandemic finished and the government was literally begging people to fly to Broome? God, the only reason to fly to Broome is to sweep your life under the carpet. Ah! The federal government is giving away 800,000 half-price plane tickets to anywhere in Australia that is a marginal electorate. There's never been a better time to see the seven swinging wonders of Australia. Walk through the colossal women's rugby union change rooms of Redcliffe, Queensland. It's huge! Or hike through the poisoned wasteland where the hanging native grasslands of Jamland once grew. Or fly to secluded Kangaroo Island to stay in your own private shack to experience how the emperors of the Great Pyramid Scheme of Paladin once lived. Swinging by swing seats has never been this cheap. All you have to do is just sell a little tiny part of your soul. If you book through Hello World, use the offer code, one word, all lowercase, I know Matthias Corman, and you'll get a surprise discount you'll have no idea about. Um, obviously, uh, free travel. There's nothing marginal about the seven swinging wonders of Australia. Do pack a jacket, because anywhere you go, it's gonna be now here is one of the best ideas i've ever heard of when it comes to accountability no it's not a federal icac it's a hotline to keep the pause poor this episode of irrational fear is brought to you by michaelia cash's dobbin a doll bludger hotline if you know someone who is earning hard-earned money from taxpayers and is refusing to do their job just call 1-800-DOLL-BLUDGER hello is that the hotline to dobbin a bludger Yes. I'd like to dob in a bludger. Yes, go on. Daryl. Daryl who? I think we need some more information. Daryl, the guy I sacked last week after the JobKeeper thing ended. Mm. I offered him his job back at half pay for three hours a fortnight and the bugger refused. Is Daryl on JobSeeker? Dunno. Was he applying for the job? Well, I reckon he would if I advertised it. You haven't advertised the job then? Nah, then the tax department would know. Right. So what are you going to do about it? You're going to ring him and tell him that he should take it or what? Uh, maybe, uh, could I have your full name and contact oh, number? Oh, shit. Click. To hang up, you actually need to press the red button, not say click. Oh, thanks. <sighs> 1-800-DOLL-BLUDGER. Because there's nothing more Australian than dobbing in your mates. For a brief moment in March 2021, Australia was one of the few countries in the world that didn't have real news on Facebook. Oh, what a relief. Thankfully, Sky News was available still at the time. To explain why, here's Rupert. So why isn't there any news on your Facebook news feed? Here's a quick explainer by me, Rupert Murdoch, Lieutenant General of the News Corp and Assorted Expeditionary Forces. Now, Mark Zuckerberg owns a website, Facebook's, and Google owns a website called Google's, and their websites own the data of all Australians who use it, which means they know what you want before you do. They're really good at selling advertising. I own newspapers that are really bad at selling advertising, and those newspapers own the Australian government, and the Australian government 
makes laws. So one day, on a whim, I thought, geez, Louise, we're bad at selling ads. Not everyone wants 60-month interest-free deals for electrical, computers, furniture, bedding and flooring from Harvey Norman. Some people want magnetic lashes, leggings that make your bum pop and other bullshit. We have no idea. But then I said to myself, Rupert, you own a perfectly good government. It's just sitting there doing nothing. Maybe you can get them to force the blokes with the websites that are good at selling ads to give us money. Then I called the government to my house by private jet, made them pay for it. And I said, hello, government man. I forget their names. I've had a lot of staff turnover lately. If you still enjoy being the government, can you do this? And they said, we do still enjoy being the government boss, yes. And yes, we can do that. Now, the websites that are good at selling ads have to, by law, give me money. And the best part about it, Googles and Facebooks give the money straight to me, tax-free, and we wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, why start paying tax now? Some journalists would say, oh, but there's no way to guarantee that money will be invested in new journalism. Well, none of those journalists work for me. I don't hire journalists. Oh, and you may have noticed Facebook news is back for now. Zuckerberg told the government he's only going to pay us if he feels like it. Well, I respect that. At the end of the day, Facebook, Google and I all agree that we're not going to pay any money to the Australian government. Because why would you? They're a bunch of cowards. New technology has become quite the constant in our lives. I remember when I got a TV remote control for the first time and at the click of a button you could flick between watching me on the Ernie Sigley show to watching me on the Don Lane show to watching me on the Bert Newton show to watching me on the Graham Kennedy show to watching me on the Simon Gallagher show to watching me on the John Singleton show to watching me on the Mike Walsh show to watching me on the Barry Crocker show to watching me on the Ted Hamilton show to watching me on the Daryl Summers show and to watching me on the Alan J- Jones show. Oh, now that was media diversity. When it comes to new technology to keep track of consent, no one knows who is allowed in which holes better than the New South Wales Police Commissioner. Hi, I'm Mick Fuller. As New South Wales Police Commissioner, I love stripping down with others, but gaining consent can be a confusing process. That's why we've developed a new app to help men with important careers feel safe at night. If individuals have developed relations to a point where undergarments could be heading in a southerly direction, it's important to document the consent of each party before the engagement of horizontal proceedings. Simply take out your Service New South Wales app and scroll to the sexual consent form. You and your sexual participants simply tick the boxes for the style and duration of sexual intercourse. Also note, if applicable, which private high school the participants attended so we assign the most appropriate legal response should we even need to. Then simply sign on the screen or use a finger on the fingerprint reader. If one of your participants is too drunk to sign, definitely don't coerce them or just place their finger on the fingerprint reader. They'll never be able to prove otherwise. Then and only then can sexual intercourse proceed at a location of your choice. There is currently a 15-person limit per sexual event per household, but this will relax as COVID rules change. Now, this is important. 
If any participant changes their mind, it won't be automatically updated by the app. But we're assured by the Boston Consulting Group that this will be addressed in a future upgrade. So when emotions are running high, remember, no app, no WAP. This has been a message from the New South Wales Police. Thank you. Usually, right now, I'd love to have Anthony Kalia on the show. But unfortunately, Dan Illich and Irrational Fear don't have enough Patreon supporters. Oh, God, they're so cheap. Instead, here is Andrew Bolt's daughter, Gabby Bolt, blurting out a tune about how the Prime Minister of Australia can relate to women, who he is related to. Welcome to the fifth annual Parliament House karaoke competition. I know, I know Garrett comes back and wins every year. But I might not be one to pick up a hose, but I certainly have picked up a microphone before. <laughs> hey kids, learn from my empathy consultant. Turns out all that I have to say is I find those guys repulsive. Won't say a thing about how I will propose real change. But if I try to cry, maybe no one will notice anything strange. Cause I'll stay Jenny and the girls Only relate to my relatives What more could I really even do? I haven't named names I mean I'm not to blame I could have shot protesters right at the scene But I didn't want to know why Jenny and the girls Jenny Yeah, Jenny Nailing this Dutton, what do you think? Yeah, Scott, better than Elton. Yeah, Jenny and the girls. Oh, what a voice. Up next, some pandemic recovery packages that aren't about building out a gas pipeline. Oh, God. The rules of federal parliament are changing. From April 1st, 2021, some behaviour will now be quietly condemned. Whether that's accidentally, quote, assaulting a silly drunk girl or just wanking on a desk, the consequences of your actions could now be enforced with serious, thinly veiled threats. Like, you could lose your portfolio, lower the chances of pre-selection, maybe, or possibly even getting a telling off by a state premier. That's why the Prime Minister's Prime Minister for Female Complaints is introducing Knobkeeper. Knobkeeper provides relief for your upstanding member. Knobkeeper supports knobs with fully paid leave, so you can spend more time with your family, if you still have one, before coming back and fulfilling your promise to the Australian people while collecting $200,000 a year. Or your fully paid leave can be used to brief a team of lawyers so you can sue a trusted journalist who never mentioned your name for defamation. But remember, if you're not sure whether that upskirting photo or dick pic is appropriate, check with Jenny first. Jenny has a way of clarifying things. Knobkeeper, a helping hand for our big swinging dicks. Authorised by Irrational Fear on behalf of the Australian Gropement, Canberra. Well, that explains a lot, but not as much as who is eligible for those irrelevant vaccines, which the government has done with absolute clarity. We understand there's been some confusion about who is eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine and who votes Labor. That's why the federal government is clearing up the confusion with JabSeeker. JabSeeker tells you when the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine will be made available to groups most in need of protection first. 
and Liberal Party donors. These vulnerable communities have been identified by medical experts and focus groups. Group 1 includes people who are at increased risk of being silenced by cancel culture. Like journalists who haven't asked any questions. Cab drivers and divorced dads with an axe to grind on Facebook. Group 2 priority access will also be given to people working in critical services such as... Residents of marginal electorates. Sharkies fans. Coal industry professionals. And men with law degrees who went to university with current or former Liberal Party cabinet members. If you're not listed in groups one or two, keep checking Jab Seeker to see when other groups of people will be eligible for the AstraZeneca vaccine, like women, scientists, union members, and Tom Ballard, who will definitely be last on the list. Jab Seeker, helping those who are more on Team Australia than others get a COVID-19 vaccine first. Whenever they fucking arrive. Authorised by someone anonymously to give us plausible deniability should it all go to hell, Canberra. Back in April, Scott Morrison visited a Pentecostal church and told them that God came to him in a dream and told him to run for the top job as Prime Minister. Now, I've never called Nick Grana God and I don't think I'm about to start now. (laughs) Hi, I'm God, also known as Yahweh, the Lord, Jehovah, and in some circles, Jenny. You may remember me for being the father of Jesus, the guy who was murdered by the mob when the local authorities claimed his safety was the responsibility of the states. Now, I just want to clear a few things up. Your Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, claimed that I came to him in a vision. And I said, quote, Scott, you've got to run for Prime Minister. Well, that's not how I remember it. I remember appearing to him and saying, Scott, you've got the runs, and if you don't make it home, you'll have to stop at Engadine McDonald's. I'm glad we could clear that up on the record. And remember, folks, love one another. Although I understand that's more of an inner-city dinner party, cafe, greens thing to do. Oh, and buy my book. It's big, and it's a bestseller. May 2021 saw corporate Australia run out of patience with coronavirus, while hospitals had an oversupply of patients. <laughs> God. Back in May, the CEO of Virgin had a message for anyone wanting to travel overseas again. A message from Virgin Australia. You may have heard our CEO say that the cost of opening up international borders is that some people will die. Sorry for the gaffe. It's our first time. We want to let all Australians know that there's always a small risk of dying on one of our flights, be it from the food, overcrowding, or watching too many Adam Sandler movies on long-haul connections. At Virgin Australia, we're committed to helping our customers reach their dream destination. But an unlucky few will also reach their ultimate destination. At least Virgin Australia customers can take comfort in the fact that, unlike Qantas, your death will most likely be delayed. Virgin Australia. Some people will die, but probably not on time. The NDIS is a crucial service for Australians with a disability, but according to the government this year, there's only two problems with it. One, it costs money, and two, the public servants who run it have bleeding hearts. Now, to me, that sounds like a pre-existing condition. Oh, God. Thanks for calling NDIS. 
Unfortunately, all of our empathetic public service employees are attending other customers, or they're in a meeting with human resources because of something they tweeted, or are at home suffering burnout, and your call has been diverted to our artificial intelligent empathy hotline. If you require a computer-generated voice to occasionally say listening sounds like, oh yeah, and, "Uh uh-huh, and, oh no you poor thing, press 1. If you would like to be misdiagnosed by an artificial doctor, press 2. To experience having this call being passed to an endless loop of computer-generated NDIS employees for several hours, press 3. To speak to a human, press 4. That's a little computer joke. There are no more humans. They're all fired. If you would like to meditate to the peaceful sound of a dot matrix printer, stay on the line. If we've learned anything this year about the management of the pandemic, it's not a race because we're all going to die sooner or later. Well, not me. I'll live forever. <laughs> oh, God. This episode of Irrational Fear is brought to you by the National Vaccine Rollout. Remember, it's not a race, it's a marathon, which is the name of a race, but in this case, no one is racing. It's more of a fun run, but not funny. And there's no running, because the National Vaccine Rollout is the gold standard, a monetary policy that was abandoned by Australia in 1932. Still, it sounds nice, like a gold medal that you'd get if you won a race which the national vaccine rollout definitely isn't. Authorised by the Department of Mixed Metaphors and Grasping at Straws, Canberra. Oh, well, that's cleared that up. In July 2021, the federal government upped its vaccine messaging. That is to say, they started vaccine messaging only a year and a half into the pandemic. Oh, they put out an ad to encourage everyone to get the vaccine. But back in July, no one could get the vaccine. It was harder to get a vaccine than tickets to Annie the Musical. Oh. God, that was a good show. I was in it. Oh, dear. She was a 39-year-old non-essential graphic designer who was merely eight months away from being eligible for a Pfizer vaccine. And yet, she refused to enrol herself into St. Joseph's College. Let's beat COVID-19 together. Turn 40 sooner. Or be the son of Liberal Party donors. Spoken by someone who would never be held to account from the I Don't Hold a Syringe Department, Canberra. 2021 was a census year, which is an old-fashioned way for the government to know everything about you before we had social media and QR codes. Tuesday the 10th of August is Senseless Night. Each household is required by law to fill out the online form so the Australian Bureau of Statistics can collect data on the makeup of Australia and to see if the NBN is working in your area. It then gives that data to the federal government so they can build critical services like car parks, sporting facilities and hospitals in coalition seats, regardless of what the data says. The senseless, providing scientific data to the Australian government so they can willfully ignore it. Authorised by a bunch of blithering idiots in Canberra. In August 2021, with COP26 only a few months away, everyone was talking about climate change that doesn't exist. Lots of people think we've already solved it. Well, let me tell you something. David Attenborough didn't think so. Oh, God. On the series finale of Planet Earth, things are really heating up. Mr Morrison, it's with regret to inform you that the snow is on fire. You need to do something now. I've always said I've got a plan, and the plan's the plan. It's a planny plan that's been planned. I've always said that. Will David Attenborough and the Earthlings be able to stop the emissions in time? Now, you listen here, Scott. 
We've only got a couple of years left until the point of no return. The numbers are just not looking good. Oh, that's great. Then we can blame the collapse of the Earth on labour. Or will they suffocate themselves and every other living creature in a toxic soup of stinky greenhouse gases? Everything is dying, Mr Morrison, and you're doing nothing. I'm not going to do anything that will cost jobs. And the most at-risk jobs are those on the boards of fossil fuel companies that I'll need after I lose the election in eight months' time. I've always said that. Find out in this, the potentially last ever series of the show that jumped the shark after the Renaissance. Planet Earth is recommended for mature audiences. It contains strong sex scenes as the whole globe gets royally fucked. When it comes to climate change, thank God for the big Australian... And I'm not talking about Ben Robert Smith. <laughs> no, he's so big. Strong hands too. Now I'm talking about BHP, who are pretending to do something about their huge carbon footprint. Oh, God. In 2021, BHP is getting rid of fossil fuels and focusing on sustainability of our profits. Our profits are fragile and we must do what we can to save them. And experts warn that our reputation will soon face a tipping point from activist shareholders from which it can never recover. That's why we're selling our coal, oil and gas assets so some other company can bravely ignore the problem of greenhouse emissions production that will continue unabated regardless. At BHP, we believe the only way to clean up the planet is to wash your own hands first. We're doing it for our children and our children's children. Not your children, ours, who'll be inheriting the profits. Yeah. BHP. Open, cut and running. This government has copped a lot of flack when it comes to action on climate change, which doesn't exist, but no one is talking about the Minister for Emissions Reduction plan to keep coal alive, which will make more CO2 so that plants can survive. Mm. At the Australian Government, we know that coal-powered electricity plants are running out of time. On one hand, they're old, expensive, and make climate change worse every minute they run. But on the other hand, the coal industry also provides critical baseload donations to the LNP. So that's why we're launching Coalkeeper. We're spending $7 billion a year to keep coal-powered polluting clunkers running way past their use-by date. That way the LNP can get more donations from the coal industry to stay way past our use-by date. The government could invest in new wind, solar and storage, but renewable energy is too clean to give us donations. Coalkeeper. A reliable source of donations at the cost of only $400 per household per year. And everyone's existence. You know something? My good friend Jerry Harvey never ceases to amaze me when it comes to generosity. Harvey Norman acknowledged that they made a mozza on JobKeeper and they decided to give it back. 
Well, not all of it. They'll be stupid. Harvey Norman is giving $6 million of JobKeeper cash back. I caved into huge, huge, huge public pressure as all my credibility went out the door. During the pandemic, our profits increased by half a billion dollars, selling furniture, electrical and bedding, $13 billion worth, not to mention $22 million in free JobKeeper. No strings attached, but we're giving back all 27% of it. Wow, that's $6 million. $6 million that the government can spend on car parks or sporting sheds in swing electorates in the hope that the Australian public will lose interest in Harvey Norman. Speaking of interest... We've kept $16 million interest-free. Australia has been telling me to go, Harvey, go, Harvey, go fuck myself. And that's what I've done. Just a little bit. As September rolled round, more voices were adding to the pressure on the government to adopt a net zero target. Personally, I'd like to see net zero Peter Fitzsimons' by 2030. <laughs> God, what an ogre. Oh, God. G'day, I'm Dan Illich, the Executive Director of the Australian Lapsed Catholic Lobby. And I just want to say that as the group that represents the largest sector of Christians in Australia, Lapsed Catholics, we think the only way to give hope to children for their future is to take meaningful action on climate change. And statistically, the only thing that will harm children more than climate change is an exponential increase of chaplains in schools. So please, when it comes to emissions... Net zero by 2030. And when it comes to chaplains in schools, gross zero by 2021. Spoken and authorised by Dan Illich for the Australian Lapsed Catholic Lobby Canberra. Come mid-September, the Prime Minister copped a lot of flack for using Australia's Air Force One for personal trips, like flying to have high-level multilateral talks with his family on Father's Day. (laughs) Disgusting. Who'd have a family? Ugh. There's only one airline that can fly you to vacation in Hawaii while your home is ablaze. There's only one airline that can fly you to discover your family's history on the other side of the world while families at home are being made history. And there's only one airline to help you secretly see your loved ones in another city when everyone else is only allowed to travel three miles from home. Fly the entitled skies where tone-deaf headphones are complimentary. How good are you? Very good. You're the best prime minister ever. The only airline where you don't have to put your seat up if you don't want to. Entitled Airlines. Direct flights now available from Canberra to a place where they filmed The White Lotus. Back in September with Sydney clocking up its 100th day in lockdown, so-called investigative humorist Dan Illich thought it would be funny to take the mickey out of the Premier's daily press conferences. I can assure you it wasn't smart or funny and needed more Anthony Kalia. Okay, thank you. Thanks, everyone. Okay, great. First of all, can I say how pleasing it is to hear so many people in this apartment block yell at apartment number two for playing Arctic Monkeys Do I Want to Know on loop at 3am last night. It is so pleasing to hear everybody join in with a collective shut-up. That's really important, and please, we want to see more of that behaviour in this apartment block, so thank you for that. As of 8pm last night, we have seen three new episodes of Ted Lasso and two new episodes of What We Do in the Shadows. 
those episodes had already existed in the community and we are just catching up to them now. So what we want to do is be able to see more of those episodes sooner. But we realize there is a limit to how many streaming services people can sign up for. But as a little treat, there will be more episodes of Succession for those who persist longer than the two-week trial that Binge is offering currently. So that's something to look forward to for everyone that's on Binge. Um, as is the health advice, we have been going to the toilet a lot more often, but please, can I, I just want to remind people, if you are doing a number two, please, please close the door after you to avoid airborne contaminants affecting the living space. This is a real issue, so please, please keep that door shut, okay? For lunch today, it will be a spinach and tuna salad, as is the health advice. Uh, I just want to stress here, I just want to stress that it can be tempting to order a Portuguese chicken, chili, chips and solo combo from the local shop and have it delivered, but it, it is, it, that's fine in normal times, but it's not conducive to the long-term sustainability of someone that's been in lockdown um, for over 10 weeks, okay? You just can't keep that up. So tuna and spinach it is today. Now, can I say, uh, on the weekend, we did witness about 12,000 people down at Bondi Beach, just a few blocks from here, but the numbers have it that 9,000 of those people were from the Daily Mail and Channel 9 taking photos of everyone else. So please, if you do have to go to Bondi Beach, please wear a mask so you aren't identified by Sydney Confidential, okay? All right, now we'll take your questions. I've got some here from Twitter. Um, Climate Patriot, why have I never seen you in the same room as John Lovitz and David Mitchell? Well, uh, Climate Patriot, this is an offensive question, okay? Um, and I'm not gonna answer it, okay. Murray Waper, what time does Dan Murphy's open? Look, across most LGAs, it's, um, it's 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Um, but there are some LGAs that do it differently. So Guildford, Randwick, North Ride, you're looking at 10 a.m. opening. In Mossman, it's a different closing time, 7 p.m. Uh, and they do that because you can't trust rich white people. You give them an inch, they take a mile, and they build a hedge around that mile, and no one's allowed to walk there. Okay. Gary Moore, why do we put an extra X in anti-vaxxers? Look, Gary, that was a decision taken at National Cabinet. Um, the Federal Health Minister wanted uh, to put three Xs in there, triple X, as is his want. The Premier's, we just thought one was enough. Um, so we met halfway. That's why there's, there's two in anti-vaxxers, okay? Hopefully that answers your question. Uh, Guido Tisoldi, what is the philosophical significance of Gödel's theorems? Look, Guido, I think we all know um, Goethe was a brilliant thinker, but he wasn't a mainstream thinker. He had a lot of gaps in his theorem. Um, it's safe to say his, his theories have more gaps than a, a block of Swiss cheese. Um, so that's that. Wilco asks, what's for lunch? Like we said in the briefing, spinach and tuna, Wilco, that is the current plan, uh, taking the best advice from health there, okay? Kim Fitzgerald, why is there air? Look, Kim. Um, the air is here, Kim, okay? Um, we're committed to air. Uh, and can I just stress, there are some in the press uh, who say we should get rid of air. You know, you get rid of the air, get rid of the virus, but uh, that's not gonna happen, okay? Air is necessary for life, and the current advice from health is that we must make air mandatory, okay? Thanks, Kim. 
Uh, Peter Credlin asks, do you scrunch or fold? Look, it is a tough question and the advice currently is to do whatever you can do in front of you. Uh, there is research still being done. Currently, we're doing both. We are scrunching and folding. Uh, but if all you have is the ability to scrunch, then scrunch. If you are waiting for someone to teach you how to fold, we don't suggest that at all. Scrunch now, you can learn to fold later. Okay? Now is the time to scrunch. Okay? You can't be fussy about scrunching or folding. All right. Miss Wolfie Wolf asks, are we there yet? No. No. All right. Thanks very much, everyone. Thanks very much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. At the height of lockdown tensions in September, Melbourne's right-wing fascists handed out high-vis vests and pretended to be tradies and proceeded to riot in Melbourne. Fake tradies are nothing new, but usually they're reserved for the Liberal Party, not the Nazi Party. Although it's hard to tell the difference these days, that's for sure. Oh, God. My brothers, my brethren, one of our own here today has betrayed us, Judas Secker. So, I say unto you, here in the group chat, on the first day, we shall rise and we shall walk and together we will fight for our tea break. And on the second day, toward our enemies, we shall throw ceremonial piss. So I've just been struck in the back of the head by a camp. Then we shall go to the water and walk over the bridge, the Westgate Bridge, to the holy promised land of Werribee. And on the third day, I will descend upon the shrine of remembrance and they will remember who we are. We are the chosen tradies. Return to us what was taken, our smoko. Until then, may their rivers turn into bourbon and coke, their backyards swamped by mosquitoes, their lawns littered with bindies. It won't be easy. We will be persecuted, crucified in the media. Look, they're passionate. But we will rise from the ashes of our building sites. We will beat corona with protein, vitamin C and vitamin D. Blessed are those who hunger for righteousness. I will feed them, ivermectum, and they will remember us, lest we forget. In my own name, amen. Thankfully, these freedom-loving white power traders weren't alone. We heard them, and so did corporate Australia, who was quite happy to help. At Soft Yakka, we believe eating our meat pies and chalky milk on the inside. Soft Yakka. We believe the Anzacs didn't die fighting fascism during a global pandemic, so we could choose to die during another global pandemic. Soft Yakka. And at Soft Yakka, we don't believe lockdowns should stop Triple M's Rocktober when it's already ruined Lead September and Faith No Morgast. Soft Yakka, the official supplier of nappies to Melbourne tradies. Soft Yakka. If you ask anyone inside the Canberra bubble, they'll tell you that the Liberal Party has a woman problem. Well, let me tell you that they're doing just fine, and their latest program to address it should be put in a chaff bag and be thrown out to sea. In March of 2021, the women of Australia made it clear that they wanted things to change. Fed up with the lack of government action when it comes to gendered violence, many marched to Parliament House to demand the Morrison government listen to what they had to say. Well, the good news is, we did. Here's some of the many changes the Morrison government made that will benefit all Australian women. 
When former Liberal staffer Brittany Higgins went public about an alleged rape in a ministerial office in 2019, the Prime Minister listened to Brittany. After his wife clarified it to him using his daughters as a theoretical example. And immediately ordered an inquiry into which members of his office knew about the alleged incident so the right people can be held accountable. This report was due in June 2021. It has now been suspended before it could be completed due to legal advice. When a historical rape allegation against Christian Porter was made public, he was immediately stood down after 27 days from his position of Attorney General only to avoid a conflict of interest while launching a defamation case against a woman journalist he later reported, which means he definitely didn't lose or win. And Leader of the House. Christian Porter was later temporarily reappointed the Leader of the House. And in 2018, the Morrison government commissioned the Respect at Work report which made 55 recommendations towards how to improve women's safety at work. Of the 12 recommendations that needed parliamentary approval, the government passed half, ignoring workplace laws to ban sexual harassment and for employees to have a duty of care to take meaningful action to prevent sexual harassment from happening. With Porter gone... Not gone. ...the Prime Minister created a new women's task force to tackle these problems head-on. The Morrison government looks forward to making the behaviour of blokes like Barnaby Joyce who resigned from his position as Deputy Prime Minister due to sexual harassment allegations, a thing of the past. Barnaby Joyce is once again the Deputy Prime Minister. He has also been appointed to the Women's Task Force. Because the Morrison government looks forward to the future. That's why we're holding the Women's Summit in September of 2021, where the Prime Minister will definitely be listening to what the many speakers will have to say. Scott Morrison appointed himself as main speaker at the Women's Summit. Brittany Higgins was invited last minute by a third party. Ladies, you asked for change. And you got it. Not technically true. The Liberal Party. Put your blind trust in us. Supported by Diana Ryle AM for Irrational Fear Canberra. Come October 15, only two weeks out from COP26, the biggest climate change conference the world has ever seen, which still doesn't exist, Barnaby Joyce decided now was a good time to start to think about doing nothing about climate change, which still doesn't exist. This Sunday, it's the biggest decision in Australian climate politics history. Bigger than starting the emissions trading scheme. Bigger than axing the emissions trading scheme. Bigger than implementing the renewable energy target. Bigger than cancelling the renewable energy target. Bigger than creating the Department of Climate Change. Bigger than dismantling the Department of Climate Change. Bigger than starting a mining super profits tax. Bigger than ending a mining super profits tax. Bigger than setting a sunset date for old coal plants. Bigger than trying to use taxes to keep those old coal plants alive. Bigger than the High Court ruling that the Environment Minister has a duty of care to Australia's children. Bigger than the Environment Minister saying, F*** you, High Court. I'll kill those children if I want to. Here's three new coal mines. Much, much, much bigger. Much, much bigger than the size of the barrels that the Nats get their pork in. This Sunday, the National Party will gather to vote on whether or not to agree on... Net zero by 2050. Like the rest of the f***ing world. Will the National Party dare to do the bare f***ing minimum for once? Or will they do whatever their mining donors want to help them stay in power for another 36 months and ruin the entire f***ing planet for everyone forever? This Sunday, a decision bigger than Barnaby's sperm count. The National Party Room Showdown. A donation will buy you a whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. There ain't no party like a national party because the national parties don't adopt new policies. I think it's safe to say we are a premium program here at Irrational Fear, which is why we're very, very choosy when it comes to fresh tomato sandwiches and financial sponsors. You live in a fast-changing world. Today's Attorney General is tomorrow's backbencher. Accountability is something that can only exist if you can see something to count. 
when you need a sense of mystery for your big pot of money, put your blind faith in Porter's Blind Trust. Because whoever is paying off a public person's legal bills should remain private, at least until after the next election. Porter's Blind Trust. This sort of program should keep going in Australia essentially forever. Terms and conditions don't apply if you're a member of the Liberal government. Check the PDS for details. No, really, please check because... I couldn't find any details when I looked. Well, would you believe it? 48 hours before COP26, the biggest climate change conference in the entire world, which doesn't exist, the government rushed out a plan on a napkin to reach net zero greenhouse emissions by 2050. Except the plan didn't reach that at all. Just like my ratings on Sky News, it fell short by about 50%. It's time for another episode of Angus's Bull. Angus Taylor, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Speezy. It's great to be with you. The Net Zero 2050 plan from the Minister for Emissions, plateauing. First, the how. Now, we are investing $20 billion in targeted R&D expenditure, prioritising key technologies like clean hydrogen. Clean hydrogen is the spin name for blue hydrogen, which is made from fossil fuels, which creates greenhouse gases, which adds to global warming. Anything else that may keep the fossil fuel dream alive, Minister for Emissions plateauing? Carbon capture and storage. Ah, carbon capture storage. A mystery technology that doesn't work at scale anywhere in the world. The only thing it's managed to capture is time to delay the phasing out of fossil fuels. So what is this plan? that's not going to work, going to cost. I mean, other than all life on Earth. The $20 billion you mentioned there is just for the next, uh, for for this decade. So what's the full cost to get to net zero? Well, that run rate of the the money we're spending over the next decade is what we'd, we'd expect into the future. Expect to pay $20 billion each decade? Until we reach 2050, and if you include the 250 billion national slush fund that may have been agreed to so that the Prime Minister could utter the syllables 2050 in Glasgow, that could be $310 billion. That's right, $310 billion for a bunch of miracle technologies that don't work and don't cut emissions. (laughs) Hope I'm not paying for it. Just to be clear, what are taxpayers going to have to pay under your plan to get to net zero? Well, taxpayers are not paying anything. We're not raising taxes. I mean, that, that's the important point here. Oh, I see. The $310 billion isn't going to be paid by taxpayers. It's going to be paid by the government, who is paid by the taxpayers. Fantastic. Great move. Well done, Angus. If the Minister for Emissions Reduction was interested in reducing emissions, he'd phase out fossil fuels and turn Australia into a renewable energy superpower. But he's not. He's interested in one thing ensuring baseload donations from his fossil fuel friends. One of Irrational Fear's greatest guests in 2021 was Mick Nevin, the self-proclaimed world's greatest high jumper. He's a national hero, just like me, Alan Jones. So, Mick Nevin, thanks for joining us, an Australian high jumper who claims to be the greatest high jumper in the world. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, that is correct. I am. uh, I am. It's an amazing claim to be the world's greatest high jumper. What's the basis for the claim? Well, I have never missed a jump. Not once? No, that's right. I have never knocked the bar onto the mat. So what's your highest jump? 50 centimetres. 50 centimetres? That's not very high. Well, that is the target that I have set for myself, and I meet and beat that target every time I jump. 
Now, the men's high jump record is 2.45 metres and the women's record is 2.09 metres. You're nowhere near that. Oh, yeah, but I don't worry about what other high jumpers are doing. You've never once competed at the Olympic Games? <laughs> Why would I? The Olympics? That's a hot air fest. All those so-called high jumpers making bold claims about clearing 2.4 metres. And what happens? They all knock the bar onto the mat and mm. they look pretty stupid doing it. I meet and beat my target every time. I'm a can-do high yeah. jumper. Yeah, it's only 50 centimetres, though, isn't it? That's right. I don't need to jump higher. I'm less than 2% of the world's high jumpers. If okay. I raise the bar to even 1.5 metres, sure, I could jump it, but that's a clear right. goal. To achieve that, I'd need a coach. I'd have to start training. I'd need objectives. Why bother? I can meet and beat that 50 centimetres and it doesn't tax me or anyone else. Yeah, 50 centimetres. You know, a primary school kid could jump that jump. So <laughs> I am the world's greatest high jumper. You're not the world's greatest. Ah, the jumper. world's greatest high jumper. Never miss a jump. Don't forget that. Never miss a jump. Mick, thanks for joining us on Irrational Fear. <laughs> See you on the mats, buddy. Irrational Fear. Now, one of the reasons I don't go on social media is the constant bullying and criticism from voices who have megaphones but no real authority. If I wanted to experience that, I'd just listen to my own show. <laughs> Thankfully, the government has a plan to silence the wrong kinds of speech. Hi, I'm Peter Dutton, and I'm calling on the tech giants to keep Australians safe on the internet by implementing Troll Seeker. Troll Seeker is about protecting the most vulnerable people to criticism in society, government ministers. So, if you're an anonymous internet user who can't afford a defamation lawsuit, or worse, a journalist from the ABC with an incorrect opinion, you better watch out. I already see when you're sleeping. I already know when you're awake. And I know if you've been bad or good, but I don't know who you are. And that is a problem because we can't drop a subpoena down your chimney. So, tech giants, Facebook, Twitter, MySpace and Solitaire, I'm talking to you. Unmask your anonymous trolls now especially the ones that look like eggs. I'm jealous. Otherwise, we'll unfriend you like they do in China, North Korea and Myanmar. Now that's how you handle a bully, Troll Seeker, protecting Australians who work at Parliament House. Troll Seeker does not apply to anonymous accounts run by MPs like Andrew Leming, Mark Latham or Amanda Stoker because that's just all good fun. Now, let me tell you something. When I got sacked from Sky News, I did it for a reason, to serve Australia. I once coached the Wallabies. I could coach the government. Easy peasy. For one, there's no Pitavit Simons in the Liberal Party. God, what an ogre. Good morning, everyone, and fellow Australians. Many people are asking me, when am I going to run for politics? Well, there's no better time to step up than after being stood down. So, after being the king of broadcasting on 2UE and 2GB, I'm joining the LNP. After all, they share my values. We both deny the existence of climate change. We both deny the existence of women. We both know how to do cash for comment. Speaking of, there's never been a better time for a gas-led recovery. Nine out of ten epidemiologists agree the best way to cure a respiratory virus like COVID-19 is with a gas pipeline, pumping delicious natural methane to everyone's home where they sleep. Turn on your gas pipe today. And when it comes to accountability, I'm not scared of a federal ICAC. After all, I've had to face ACMA a number of times. Remember when I started a race right? I was held accountable and forced to say sorry. Oh, God, that was hard. It was only a race right. So vote one me, Alan Jones. I'm Alan Jones.
Turns out the Liberal Party were too gutless to sign me up, just like Sky News were too gutless to keep my brave opinions on the air. So I did the next best thing. I got one of my interns to start a company. Then I held a press conference to announce to the world that my intern's company would be signing me up for a brand new all-digital network. QLN. Good morning, everybody. Over the last few months, I've been undergoing emergency medical treatment on my leg. It turns out I had been leaning too far to the left. Oh, God, thank God they fixed that up. Now, while I've been away, those vermin at Sky News have cancelled me. Yes, I'm a victim of cancel culture. So that's why I'm starting my own social network. Cancel your Foxtel subscriptions and sign up for QLAN, the social network by me, Alan Jones. From sign up, you can enjoy all the benefits of being a QLAN member. Robert Menzies is still Prime Minister. You call a man a racist. The Wallabies win every now and then. And for the first time in four years, the Wallabies have won. Mark Latham cooks up a delicious Southeast Asian-inspired meal. These are the best scones. And each week, a new album is released by Anthony Kalia's AI. Ah, what a voice. Sounds like a bit like a computer, but we're working that out. And the best thing is you'll be surrounded by like-minded retirees over the age of 65. So you'll never have to worry about grandchildren correcting you with fake news about climate change from NASA. Oh, God. Global warming? What next? There's a plague or something? Oh, give me a break. Anything you can do on Facebook, you can do on QLAN. Plus more. You can poke people. Yes, you can berate people. You can put people in a chaff bag and throw them out to sea. You can even incite a race ride at the click of a button. And the best thing is, ACMA can't touch you. So join QLAN, the social network where free speech is four easy payments of $49.99 a month. And you can be friends with me, Alan Jones, for an extra $6.99 a month. Oh, now that's real cash for comments. So, join QLN today. I was going to call it Jonestown, but it was taken. I'm Alan Jones. Well, that is it for another year. A big, big thank you to Jacob Round, Dan Illich, Rupert Dagas, Robbie McGregor, Mick Nevin, Virginia Gay, Bronwyn Morgan, Anthony Kalia, and all of the Patreon subscribers at Australian Digital Holdings, including John the Deep, Ash Kidd, Darid McCoy, Tanjit Singh, Fred Stokes, Nadbil Hamziki and Alasdair Bundo Mizugan. Thank you very much. It's an honour to have you on our little podcast program. Good night, Australia. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.